The following podcast is a Dear Media production. One thing that I do every single night for the last year is tape my mouth shut. It is absolutely amazing. It has strengthened and defined my jawline. I have brighter eyes in the morning, and I even have more energy when I wake up. Breathing through your nose is the move. I like mouth tape so much that I decided to create my own. So voila, presenting the Skinny Confidential Mouth Tape. This is going to change your life. I am telling you, this is by far the best beauty tip that I have ever gotten my hands on. I cannot believe how effective mouth taping is. Breathing through your nose gives you all the benefits. I don't snore anymore. I feel like my jaw is supported. It enhances my evening routine. But most of all, like I said, I just wake up with so much more energy. My eyes feel brighter. It's so easy to use. And it comes in the cutest little tin. Because I had all this mouth tape like lying around from other brands and there was nothing to like travel with it. It was like on all these sheets of paper. I wanted to make it so you guys had like a cute travel tin that you could just grab, put in your purse and go. So we've created this buttercream tin. Like I said, the lips are pink. It's so easy to use. When you finished up your nighttime routine, simply apply the mouth tape over your lips. You'll never go to sleep without your bright pink mouth tape again, especially with that new chiseled jawline. Go stock the mouth tape on the site, shopskinnyconfidential.com. Definitely subscribe too, because this is one of these things that you just want on subscription so you don't have to worry about it. I literally tape my mouth shut every single night. ShopSkinnyConfidential.com. Happy Valentine's. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Him and her. Aha. So what we have to understand is that the cause of all dis-ease with a hyphen, which is lack of balance, lack of harmony in the body, which stems from the gut, which turns to disease if left unchecked, is two things and two things only. It's deficiency and toxicity. Most people in their lives are affecting or, or implementing the deficiency, like they're eating better foods, especially now in the new year. They're taking supplements, but what they're not doing is addressing the toxic components in their body. And I'm telling you guys, toxicity and handling that detoxification is more important to your health than the actual nutrients you put into the body. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. Today, we have one of our favorite guests returning to the show. That is Dr. Daryl Joffrey, who is a longtime friend, longtime guest of this show. I think this is his third, maybe even fourth appearance. I got to—I don't know. I got to go back to the archives. In any case, we love having Dr. Daryl Joffrey on the show. Many of you may have heard his episodes in the past. He is one of the leading experts when it comes to gut health, wellness. Personally, Lauren and I, as we become friends with him, probably take advantage of that friendship by calling calling him randomly all the time whenever any of us are sick, whenever our kids are sick. He is one of the best people in the world. He always takes our phone calls and he always gives us great advice on how to take care of ourselves. Recently, I just got sick and I had this big chest congestion and he sent me this nebulizer, which we get into the episode and completely cleared it out. So with that, this episode is all focused on health, wellness. I know you guys love these episodes from us so much. We dissect some of the issues and problems surrounding big pharma, 
We talk about how to eliminate stress. We talk about protocols if you have to take antibiotics and what to do after to make sure that your gut is okay after taking antibiotics. We talk about changing in small habits for longevity and just everything when it comes to how your body works best. This episode is for anyone looking to feel better and feel healthier and implement new practices in their life that they may not be implementing, or even maybe correct past mistakes. I don't want to call them mistakes, but issues that they may have not been aware of in their past when it comes to taking care of themselves. So with that, Dr. Daryl Joffrey, welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Dr. Daryl Joffrey back in the studio, third time I had to clarify that with you. I feel, well, first, welcome back. But I also feel like you, one, are a saint. And two, you only, you get the worst of me. You get, you, you get me calling you. I think I was in Florida one time. I'm like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm having yeah. a heart attack. That did not happen. I'm a hypochondriac. But the second, the, the other one I'm talking about is we called you when our child towns, we, yeah. we were traveling and he had something crazy going on with like his ear or his sinus. And we had all, we were in Italy and all, yeah, and we were trying to get a doctor and he started like getting this crazy rash everywhere. All over his body. All remember over that? his yeah, body. And I was, the picture. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, who the hell can I call during this? And obviously we got in touch with our, our pediatrician out here, but then we had an Italian doctor over there and he's probably a, a very nice guy, but his thing was like, put him on this crazy, like steroid antibiotic right, right away. And you know, again, people are going to chime in and say, you should listen to your doctor right away. But I just, I, my gut was telling me like, let me get some other opinions. Let's see what else is going on here. And I called you and a couple other people that I respect, but mostly you. Yeah. And you're like, Hey, maybe be cautious about that approach. And thank God, because we ended up steering away from that and everything got better. But it was scary for a minute there. Um, we just didn't give him anything. It, like right. you said, and you said to order these specific eardrops off Amazon. Yeah, right. they're all natural and that helped. But the, my point is, is that I think, you know, and you're no stranger to this. And we've you've been on the show and talked about this many times. Like sometimes that strict medical approach is appropriate and it's a time for antibiotics. But not all the time. And I think we've gotten so trigger happy using vaccines and antibiotics yeah. and all of these things that the medical world, and I think people are maybe a little bit more hesitant now, um, but I think you're a voice of reason in a world that is like push, push, push. Because if we would have gone that route, you know, there's gut issues, there's all sorts of things you got to clean up later. And it turns out he didn't even need it to begin with. Right. It was just like, let's go to the nuclear option before we start looking at any other option. And I think, and Dr. Joe, you can speak to this as new parents or any parent, they freak out and they want to just do right away, like what they think they should do, what the doctor says, but they don't take a beat to really think about how it's going to affect in the future. Yeah. And it's sometimes the fear of God's put into us that you have to listen to them, right? Things are different now, though. We have so much more information. We know and there's other ways. And thank God we have antibiotics. I mean, antibiotics have done so many sure. great things and saved people's lives, but it's for crisis care. If I'm going to die, give me an antibiotic. You know, don't take me to Dr. Darrell. Like, that's a crisis situation. It's not healthcare, though. You know, it's, it's a sick care model. But when we have it and we and we need it, it's there for us. So thank God we have that. But, you know, a lot of the doctors, obviously well-intentioned, this is the only tool they have in their tool bag. It's like you come, you have an ear infection, you're going to take an antibiotic. But it's it's not the way. You know, I'm very blessed. My, my children now are six and nine. They've never been on an antibiotic. You know, I'm not saying that to impress anybody, but to impress upon you that there are other ways to strengthen the immune system. And I think you said it best is like my gut spoke to me 
because the gut has so much to do with it. When you take that antibiotic, especially, how old was he? He was like probably around one, right? Yeah, he was young. He was really young. Yeah. And, you know, and it was scary because he was really struggling. But but here's the thing is like, I can empathize as, a, I mean, I don't believe you know real fear until you uh, you become a parent and yes. have your own child and they're sick or hurt. You know, I've been sick and hurt many times in my life and it's scary whatever you get over it. But when it's your child and they're that little and that helpless, every parent listening empathizes. Like there is nothing. It, it puts I, your philosophies and your principles to the test. Yeah, I don't, uh, uh, sick child, I don't wish that on the wor- on my worst enemy or worst mm. person. Well, it's a, it's, it's a whole different level of suffering. But what I realized in that situation is this particular doctor probably had good intentions, but right. when I told him, hey, we're going to vet some other options and look at some other routes and maybe not do what you're prescribing, like he was basically looking at me like I was the worst parent in the world. And if I'm not doing this, I'm putting this kid in harm's way. And, and listen, there's a lot of judgment and a lot of, but my point is, is that we have so much information to your point that I wanted to see and hear other perspectives before I just went to the nuclear option. Exactly. And it wasn't a life-threatening situation. Um, so you didn't have to go to the nuclear option. And at the end of the day, we have to team up and have an A team, as I say, a wellness team around us of people that are going to be like-minded to our philosophies. And if we don't want to go that, they have to respect that. And they have to just kind of let you do what you want to do. So I really admire you guys. You were in Italy. You weren't even in the country. And when you're abroad, it's a little bit harder because you don't have access to the things that we have access here. I was, we were talking about things I wanted to, you know, give towns at the moment that we couldn't, but you guys did have some molecular hydrogen with you. So we're like, all right, let's get the syringe that you had. Let's fill half of that with hydrogen, Mm -hmm. which is a very powerful anti-inflammatory. It helps gut function. And again, going back to like what the antibiotic would have done, you know, if that was a prolonged use, it's going to destroy your gut. I mean, one round of antibiotics is going to wipe out your gut for two years. It's a napalm bomb. It's not just going in there and killing the bad, it's killing the good as well. And the problems that result after that become even greater than the infection you have in that moment. Because now, you know, you've, you've went in, you've killed the bad, but now all that good is gone. You get this massive dysbiosis in your gut where look at your gut like a garden, right? You want lots of flowers. You don't want lots of weeds. When those weeds start to overtake the garden, that's when we get into trouble. And for most of us, that's what's happening. That's a test that we did with you, you know, a year and a half ago, the GI map test. Yep. We can actually measure people's gut microbiomes and see what that looks like. And obviously things like sugar, grains, artificial sweeteners, dairy, sugar, seed oils, those are going to poke holes in the gut and really cause a massive amount of leaky gut. But the biggest one, as you said, that napalm bomb is the antibiotic. Yeah, I think doing this show for as long as we've done it, coming up on eight years, speaking to people like yourself, hearing different perspectives, I consider myself and Lauren very fortunate because we get to learn all of these things that we wouldn't necessarily learn without doing the show. And from that perspective, and listen, I did bring the doctrine and I did have the antibiotics and I, I had it there, but I wanted to see if we didn't have to, because I just knew like what a lot of these doctors do. And again, no shade. It's just, this is the way that it's set up for sick care is they want to tackle the thing that is immediately right in front of them. Right. And then if there's another issue down the line, they will think, okay, let's tackle it then. But in the moment, a lot of these guys, not everyone, but in this particular case, there was no regard to what happens after you smash a one-year-old's body with antibiotics. Like, There's no like, hey, and after you get on a gut protocol, it's just like, hey, we'll deal with that later if there's an issue. But that, and, and, I, the, and the issue would be if a symptom comes back because it's a symptom-based approach. Yes. You know, it's not, it's definitely not looking at it from another way. So, you know, what you need to do is get to the root cause. And every time we travel, there's always a few core things that we bring no matter what, because 
the key to being healthy with myself and our family, especially our children, is anticipation. You know, hopefully these things don't happen, but if they do, you got to be prepared. What are the things that you bring? Give us the exact list. I'm writing it down. Number one, bioactive silver hydrosol, not colloidal silver, which is a much bigger molecule. I'm talking about um, something called sovereign silver or argentin 23. And is again, it the spray? Uh, the spray. You um, wanted I'll, me to have that when this happened and I didn't have it. Yeah, but it's okay. But like, yeah. this is this is why we have these talks because okay. next time you will have it and you'll be prepared. But it's great because they have a spray one for the mouth, which okay. is really easy for children. It tastes like water. Um, but what I love about it, it's a natural antibiotic. All right. It's going to go in and it's going to kill viruses. It stops viral replication in its place. So that virus enters the body most of the time through the nasal patches. It's going to stop that from replicating and basically gaining momentum. It's antibacterial. It's antifungal, kills mold. It's also an immunomodulator. So at the same time, it's getting out the bat. It's boosting up that immune system. So I love that one. And again, I have no ties to the company, but Sovereign Silver, Argentin 23 is stronger. Same company. It's a little bit of a stronger 23 parts per million compared to 10 parts per million, which is the Sovereign Silver. So you can do sprays in the mouth. They make one with a little nasal piece because many times we're feeling that congestion in the nasal area. You can do a couple sprays up each nostril, lean back and let it just hold for 45 seconds. And then they sell like a big bottle of it. So we'll get the big bottle to refill because it can get expensive, right? Mm -hmm. So it's cost uh, effective that way. Um, but the big bottles are great as well because at home we'll just get like just for a, an immuno boost every morning, I'll take a tablespoon of that and I'll just do a shot of that. And it's okay to take daily. Yeah, you do. You squish it around your mouth for 20 seconds because you want to get into the vascularity of the blood so it gets right into your system and then you swallow that. And then um, if you're really sick and you have like an acute infection, no matter what it is, um, you can use a nebulizer, right? So you can take five milliliters um, and you put that in the nebulizer and you put a mask on. And this is great for kids. Like we do this with our children. And what happens is now it gets into the bronchioles. So if you have like a, a deep chest cough. I it, do. Yeah. So it's, it's, it works wonders for that. Can if you, you, have you brain text fog, me which nebulizer to get? I just am, I'm recovering six weeks from bronchitis. Yeah. So it's just, and there's not a specific brand. I'm, I have three of them at home. They make um, like the bigger ones are stronger for at home, but You're they make little Amazon. tiny ones. Yeah. And sometimes you do need um, a doctor's note for it. Uh, but you Good can guess I know a doctor. I'll yeah, I was you. about to say, well, okay, well, don't worry, we'll have one for you tomorrow. But the nebulizer is amazing because you put the mask on either ourselves or our children and for 10, 10 minutes and that's it. You stop that. And it's amazing because it, it also helps your brain because that's going into right into the brain. So it's lowering inflammation in the brain. So you're going to get rid of that brain fog. Your clarity is better. Your memory, because when you're sick, all that stuff goes out, out. Yeah, door, yeah, yeah, right. So it just works on so many amazing systems of the body. It cleanses the blood, detoxifies the blood. And you're so doing the nebulizer with the silver. I do the nebulizer with the silver, okay. right? And that's like when I'm like really acute. And okay. if I have like, you know, a virus, I'm just really not feeling well. Shit, I should have texted you six weeks ago. Yes. I didn't even think to text you about this. Okay, go on. So that's on. number one. Number okay. two is minerals, right? So our acid kicking minerals, because when you're sick, it's going to deplete your body of the minerals that you need to perform okay. mentally and physically every single day. Minerals are critical. They literally are responsible for over a thousand different enzyme reactions in the body. It's a number one neuroprotector of the brain. You need that for a healthy immune system. I mean, we can go on and on and on. The key one being magnesium. So we'll do the minerals to replenish our body, to get those electrolytes back into the body, to basically charge up that immune system. And, and the, the one blood. I like is the blood orange or the kiwi strawberry. Those are the ones that I am obsessed with that my kids Kiwi strawberry is the, pink, is the pink one. That's yeah, all you, right? It's so good. Yeah. Okay, so that's number two. Number three would be a probiotic. All right, which you guys are big yep. fans of. Because again, when you have any form of infection, there will be that dysbiosis. It's like those weeds overtaking the garden. So we have to nourish and strengthen that gut microbiome with the healthy army that's going to go in and fight off the bad guys. 
you know, probiotics are great for so many different reasons, but one of my major reasons why is they strengthen your gut, but they also nudge out any of the bad guys, the bad pathogens that want to take over. So that would be one. And then many times when people are away, they'll get food poisoning. So you want to bring some form of a binder. So activated charcoal through coconut charcoal would be a great one. I love the capsule. I don't recommend the powder. Usually I'm a big fan of powders uh, because they're more bioavailable, but Anyone knows that's had food poisoning, right? You can't barely even drink a sip yeah. of water. So you just have enough to get that capsule down. So if you have uh, food poisoning or any form of that and you're going out both ends, right? You take one capsule every other hour for four, four capsules per day until the vomiting or the diarrhea stops. Ugh. And when you, for kids specifically, when your kids are, you know, when the season, sick season comes along and or they're going back in school or you're going to travel, like, are there specific things you bring for the kids or do for the kids? Or this is, that's the stuff you do for them. That's the stuff that I do for them. It's just less of a dose. So bioactive silver spray, not the silver, sovereign, not the, not the colloidal silver. So you can get sovereign silver or okay. Argentin 23. Okay. And then you like. also want the nasal Argentine 23, the nebulizer minerals, probiotics, and a binder, coconut charcoal capsule. And you put that in your little travel kit and you're good. Yeah. And again, like if I'm traveling, I'm not going to bring the nebulizer. I'm just going to bring the spray bottle. All right. Okay. It's small. Yep. It's easy. I, I literally have it in my bag right there. I have the nasal one. I never leave home without it. So I wow. want to have ease. I want it to be there and I want it to be taken away. Right. If you're going through the airport, so I'm not going to bring the big bottle. So if I'm traveling, I'll just bring the small spray bottle, the one for the mouth or for the nasal piece. But at home, that's when I'll definitely use the nebulizer. Okay. So Here's the thing. I did a test with you. I, you pricked my finger, which I'm not over. I, I still think <laughs> well, we're going to do it again later today. <laughs> I can't wait. We did it every single day. I have to prep myself. But you pricked my finger and you put my blood through a test that literally showed every single time in my life when I was on antibiotics. There was a time where I was getting lots of UTIs when I was like 18 and that like spiked. You even tracked yep. when I was on antibiotics back to when I was born, yeah. which was fucking wild. Yeah. Like that is so crazy. How does that test work and what does that tell you? Yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite tests and you do not see it very commonly here in the States. When you go to Europe, you will see it. it's called live blood cell analysis. And what we're doing is we're taking, as Lauren loves so much, a, a little prick of the finger oh. with like a glucose stick, like same thing. And then that drop of blood. Why do we take it from the fingertip? Because that's capillary blood. It's the oldest blood of the body. We're literally measuring where your oxygenated blood meets your venous blood. You know, it's where basically all the stuff kind of intertwines. So we can see the entire picture of your entire vascular system. And when we basically take that blood, it's alive. So we call it live blood cell analysis because we're looking at your blood. We put that slide under a microscope in real time. And then on an HD screen, we're looking to see what your live biological terrain looks like living. So you go to a doctor, they take blood from your arm. They're looking at the venous blood and you got to wait. And then you're looking at the quantity of the blood. That's important too. This is your vitamin D level. These are your liver enzymes. This is your cholesterol number. This is your blood glucose. You need to know that. But one of the downsides, I don't want to say downside of that is that you can have somebody that is very healthy, like Michael, that's very fit. You can have somebody that has cancer. You can have somebody that is just sedentary in a wheelchair, kind of three different phases of life as far as health goes. And their numbers as in terms of the quantity can be very similar, right? Because many times those things don't change till later on with, you know, chronic disease. The cool thing about live blood cell analysis is we're looking at your blood in real time and we're seeing what your entire terrain is showing us as far as toxicity, the health of your red blood cells, any stealth pathogens that leaked from the gut, right? Because we test the gut too. But 
that leak from the gut into the blood. You can see them in the blood. I mean, there was one time I was testing somebody and there was a red blood cell and literally out of that red blood cell popped a parasite. Ugh. I mean, it's wild stuff that you can never see with conventional blood testing. Well, you know, to that point, I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. When I, I got that whole blood panel member and then I shared it with you and the blood panel looked good. Yep. Right. It was like, oh, I, and I was like, oh, I'm really healthy. But there was still, to, I, my, not to use a pun, my gut reaction was something was still not right. And so we did a gut test with you and that other test. That's right. And revealed that I definitely needed to strengthen the gut barrier and to strengthen my gut health. So I got on a protocol with right. you. And I would have never caught that if I just looked at the blood test because, and I've told this on the podcast many times, but I want to clarify that I got the further test with you. The, I think a lot of people go and they're like, okay, good, clean. Like my blood's good. And they don't take it the step further because they're just not being offered it or they maybe don't know about it. And if I wouldn't have done that with you, I would still be suffering. Yeah. I mean, the blood tests are critical um, because we're looking at so many important markers, especially inflammatory markers. But when you see those inflammatory markers rising, whether that's high sensitivity, C-reactive protein, homocysteine, or your sedimentation rate, three key inflammatory markers, the question is, is why? So again, another downside with most doctors is that they're not really saying, hey, go look at the source of this, which is the gut. I mean, Hippocrates said the best, guys. Look to the gut. It's where all disease begins. And he's right. But what was he talking about? He was talking about leaky gut. I take it one step further, which is low hydrochloric acid. I mean, I think this is one of the most important things we need to talk about at some point, maybe not right in this moment. Please. We can talk about it now. I don't think we ever talked about it here. Okay. I mean, one thing we have to understand is that as we get older right? We don't get stronger. We get a little weaker. We don't get faster. We get a little slower, unless you're you guys, you know, opposite, opposite in terms of the health. But that's kind of like what happens with people as they age, we don't produce more hydrochloric acid. We produce less hydrochloric acid. And it's critical as far as the gut's concerned, because number one, it's the first line of defense. So when we are- For those that are ignorant, myself- Hydrochloric acid is what's in your gut to help break down whatever's going on in the gut. Is it's, that in, it's in your stomach, exactly. In your stomach. Okay. So when I say get off your acid, I'm not talking about the stomach acid. We actually need stomach acid. Yep. It's very, very important. I'm talking about the toxins in the tissues, in the body, and the rest of the gut. But one area where we absolutely need to have sufficient levels of hydrochloric acid is the stomach. Acid reflux, right? Well, most people say, wait, acid reflux, that's too much acid in the stomach. No, contrary to what we might think from a common sense standpoint, it's actually lower levels of, lower levels of acid. That's supported by 16,000 research journal articles. So what happens is, is that with lower levels of acid, it causes a malfunctioning of this valve between your esophagus and the stomach. So normally that should be opening and closing. But when we have low levels of stomach acid, that gets stuck. So when we go down to sleep, the acid that's in there, even though it's lower level, still comes up and causes those acid symptoms. The burn, the throat burn, which I had significantly, you know, when I was dealing with some mold toxicity a couple of years ago. But ultimately, again, it's caused by low acid. But there's three major things that happen with low acid. Number one, we have to understand is that you're not what you eat, you're what you digest, absorb, and assimilate. So you could be eating what I call the most powerful strength eating diet, organic foods. But if we're not breaking down those foods and digesting them and assimilating the nutrients, you're still getting malnutrition into your cells. Your cells aren't getting what they need, even if you're putting in that best diet possible. Why? Because you're not breaking down the food because of low levels of hydrochloric acid. Number two, when those foods come down, if you're not breaking down those foods, you're going to develop something called food sensitivities. So we do a test, which we did with you called an MRT test. And it's a mediator uh, release test that basically looks at not are you allergic to the food, but are you creating inflammation when you eat that specific food because you're not digesting it properly? And here's the crazy thing. When I did my test, garlic showed up. Like 
You're telling an Italian guy that he can't eat garlic for three months? Like, yeah, if he wants to have a healthy gut, right? Avocados came up. Avocado is the most beautiful food in the world. That's what I call God's butter. But for me in that moment, it wasn't the right food for me because I couldn't digest and assimilate it. So now these food particles don't get broken down. They go into your gut microbiome. Your immune system lives there, right? 80% of the immune system lives in the gut. It begins to attack that food instead of taking that food in as fuel. That becomes another inflammatory component. And then the third thing is that it's a free entryway for any stealth pathogens coming from the water that we drink, the food that we eat, the air that we breathe. And I'm telling you, you've spoken about this on many episodes, we are more toxic than we've been ever in human history. Well, we need that acid there to basically block that. I say like Michigan won the, uh, the uh, national championship. You want that Michigan defensive line in your stomach. <laughs> for most people, it's the Boston College line where I went to school, it's going right through. Um, and then what happens is those stealth pathogens get into your gut, they take over, and that's when all the damage starts to happen. So my dad, he has acid reflux. And he says one thing that really helps alleviate it. This is so weird is a red delicious apple at night. Interesting. So that's one of his tips that helps. But what can he do? Because you're telling us everything like that happens. But what can people do for a solution? Yeah. So there's some very simple tips I want to give people. Um, number one, before your biggest meal of the day, which for most people is dinner time, you're going to take start with a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar about 20 to 30 minutes before your biggest meal, which again would be dinner. You can also use lemon juice, right? Because again, yes, these things, people are probably thinking like, wait, that's acidic, right? Why do you want to put more acid in? Yes, it's acidic outside of the body. But once you drink that in a diluted in a little bit of water, and once it's metabolized, it has a high alkalizing effect on your gut. It's also going to gently help you build up the hydrochloric acid, right? So someone with acid reflux severely, they got to go very, very easy at the beginning because they might not be able to tolerate it. So I would start with just a teaspoon or maybe even a half of a teaspoon for him and then dilute that in about two or three ounces of water, drink that on an empty stomach and see how he does. Now, if that actually causes more irritation, it means he's not ready for that route. I would have him take a scoop of my minerals right after to calm it down or just some baking soda, teaspoon of baking soda. He loves baking soda. Perfect. Teaspoon of baking soda, a little bit of water that will calm it down. Then with him, we'd have to actually wait on that aspect of it. We have to go to some upper GI soothing agents. I would do some minerals because the sodium bicarbonate in the minerals is very calming to the tissue. There's something, a product called DGL, deglycerized licorice, which is great because it actually um, coats the lining of the mucous membranes in the stomach and the small intestine. And again, it's very healing. And I like the chewable ones because some people, for me, it was in my throat. Other people, it's in their chest. So if you chew the DGL, it'll actually go from the throat all the way down into the stomach. And it's very, very calming and soothing. There's a tea I love called Throat Coat Tea. Oh, we love Throat Coat. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, there's a few different companies that make it. I love the one by Yogi. I think it tastes great. Traditional Medicinals makes another good one. But that's great because, again, it's going to soothe and calm everything up here. So with anyone with reflux, number one, we have to calm and soothe. Is he on a PPI, like a medication? I don't know. I have to ask him. Okay. Should he be on one? No, I mean, the goal is not to, but if someone's on it, they can't come off cold turkey either. So that's something that we would correct later down the line. Right now, like any 80% of the clients that come to me to coach, they have, re they have reflux, some of the most severe refluxes. So what we do is we have to test our gut to see exactly what's causing it and what's driving it. 
But I love the DGL is very good. I love the throat coat tea. And once things are calmed and soothed, then at that point, we can start to really address what's going on in the gut that's driving up that reflux. And usually there's some form of stealth pathogen, whether that's H. pylori in the stomach or some other inflammatory pathogen that we have to eradicate it. But we have to test the gut. To, How to do I that. avoid getting it as his daughter? Is it genetic or is it not? No. So the good news is it's not genetic. Most okay. things are because not genetic. Because the, the heartburn that I had when I was pregnant was like someone was blowing fire up my exhaust. Oh, it's, it's the worst. Look, it's so bad. I lost my dad to esophageal cancer. You know, I wish I knew this information now. And I remember for years and years, he had this dry cough. I was like, before- My dad has that. So that's a sign of silent reflux, right? So I was wondering, like, this is before I became like a gut specialist. I know you're listening. Yes. I hope you're taking notes. Yes. So it's not genetic. That's the most important thing. I remember the doctors after, you know, my dad was diagnosed. They're like, oh, you got to go do the test. You got to, you know, do an endoscopy. I'm like, dudes, I'm healthy. Like, I don't need to do that right now. Right. I know what to do. Epigenetic means you can have the genetic predisposition to turning to, to getting something, but you have to turn that gene on or off. And that's why our, our lifestyle choices and factors yeah, come into like play. It's like if somebody, when we were talking, when I, when I was worried about my heart, which actually turned out to be fine, thank God. But to your point, epigenetics, like there's things that I now do in my daily regimen to try to guard against. If, I, right. if I think, hey, this runs in the family, then I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be sitting static very often. That's right. I'm going to bust my heart. I'm going I'm to, you know, do my cardio. I'm going to do, I'm going to eat certain foods. Like there's things that I, I'm aware of it. I think if you take the approach like, oh, this is in my family. And then you just follow the same path that that family follows. Like, it's, of course, you're going to potentially accelerate those risks. It, it is crazy. If we just succumb to that, then like, what's the point of doing anything? I might as well just go and eat all unhealthy food. If I'm going to get this, no matter what these doctors tell me I'm going to get. So it's not genetic. So for Lauren, what you want to do is put some steps into place that's going to build up the hydrochloric acid which we know is diminishing as we age. So the first step would be having a little bit of apple cider vinegar before your biggest meal of the day. Then what I would do is when your meal starts, you want to take a digestive enzyme, right? Because again, at the end of the day, we don't die of old age, we die of inflammation. We need to lower inflammation. It's the same thing with the, the hypertension, the high blood pressure in your family. They have inflammation in their blood. They don't have a deficiency of a law, which is what the doctors are probably giving them, right? So they give them blood pressure medication, it lowers the blood pressure, but they're not getting to the root cause of why that blood pressure went up in the first place. It's because there's so much inflammation there and the heart has to work harder to basically pump that blood through that. Yep. It's, it's just crazy. It's such a backwards so do, effect. You, I like, I take a ray, which is a digestive enzyme. Would you take it after you eat? I would take it right before your first bite or right after your first bite because oh, okay. I've been you want to have that ready to go. So Got when it. you eat those proteins, fats, and carbohydrates, now you're getting the assistance. And like, Michael, when we did the test with you, we knew if you were sufficient in your enzymes, you were. So you didn't really have to take the enzyme because we looked at that marker called the last taste one. But without doing the test, there's no downside to taking a digestive enzyme, Lauren. So hurt. It's not going to hurt. So I would definitely do that. It's going to basically take the stress off of your gut so you can digest your food better and create less inflammation. And then when you start to eat your meal, I would recommend your first couple of bites having a little bit of protein first, because the protein is going to help build up the hydrochloric acid in the stomach at the beginning of the meal. And that's going to assist the breakdown did, did of the rest of the Did you see my bowl of meat? I, I have didn't. a bowl of meat, a huge bowl of ground round meat. Good. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. 
Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online, whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your own terms. I want to tell you guys a little bit of a horror story. Let's paint a picture. Somebody has been building their brand on one of these social platforms where they actually don't own the domain. They have no newsletter control. They have no first-party data. They don't have any of this stuff. It's all at the mercy of a platform that can immediately change an algorithm or change their terms or even, dare I say, boot you off the platform. This is not how you want to build an online brand, an online platform. The reason Lauren and I are so bullish on newsletters and blogs and podcasts and e-com sites is because we own these platforms. So if you're thinking about building any of these things, definitely look to Squarespace because they can help you do all of it. If you want that direct connection with whoever you're trying to reach online on a property that you own without the approval of third parties, you definitely want to check into Squarespace. Long gone are the days of having to hire 18 different people with exorbitant costs to build your online presence. Squarespace makes it cost efficient, easy, and flexible to do pretty much anything you want to do online. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that is www.squarespace.com skinny to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain using code skinny. Enjoy. Let's talk about our new favorite juice. We recently just had the founder of the Squeeze Juice on the podcast talking all about this family-owned, 100% all-natural juice, none from concentrate, no water added. We give this product to our children now every morning. Lauren and I are on it. It is non-GMO, fresh-pressed, and HPP pasteurized. They currently have five flavors that are all honestly fabulous. The pomegranate juice, which is an amazing antioxidant. I was actually looking into pomegranate juice because I heard through my friend that it was an amazing antioxidant to have it when you take your vitamins. So that's what I do. And, so, and then they have three functional juices. They have power, which is going to make you feel good. It's going to get you power through your day. It's got ingredients like matcha, spinach, cucumber. They have immunity which is full of vitamin C, ginger, turmeric, all of the great stuff. And then they have also one that's like a natural caffeine. It's called Focus. And it's going to give you a natural energy from a plant called Guarana. I hope I said that right. Guarana, I'm pronouncing it. Um, but anyways, it is also incredible. And Lauren and I, when we were doing this episode with the Squeeze Juice team, we're just sucking these things down. I could barely get a word out because I just kept drinking so much juice. So if you're in the market for juice and you're looking for something different, you want to give your kids better, healthier juice, and you don't want to just give them that store-bought stuff from Concentrate with all the nasty artificial ingredients check out the squeeze juice use code skinny for 20% off any order when you visit shop.squeezedjuice.com again 20% off your entire order when you use code skinny at shop.squeezedjuice.com let's talk about ag1 taking care of your health isn't always easy but it should at least be simple that's why for at least the last 8 years i've been drinking ag1 every day no exceptions it's just one scoop mixed in water once a day every day and it makes me feel energized, focus, makes me feel hydrated, makes me feel like I'm getting the proper nutrients and supplements in my system, makes my gut feel better. There's so many benefits. And that's because each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. If I could only drink one supplement, it would be AG1. I personally trust AG1 because one, I know the team over there. We just had their president, Kat, on the show. And two, I know that they've iterated on this product over 52 times to continue to make it better and better and better. How many companies can you say have done that? 
And I just love it because I can drink it very easily with a heaping glass of water, which also reminds me to stay hydrated, which is also extremely important. And I feel like I don't have to travel with 18 different supplements in a suitcase. So like I said, if there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com skinny. That's drinkag1.com skinny. That's drinkag1.com skinny. Check it out. I would say that you started because of our interaction on the podcast, you kind of got Lauren and I early and were able to maybe help us avoid some things that could, could have happened or like at least prevent things that might, might've happened. But I imagine in your practice, the majority of your patients are coming to you when they've tried a bunch of other things and then nothing's working yes. and then things are really fucked up. Excuse my language, yes. unfortunately. And, but that's probably interesting for you to see. when, when you, the majority of people say 80% of the patients that come to you, what is like the main issue in the gut that they're facing or what is the root cause of you know, Love it. how they get there? Love the question. And I get this all the time. I have clients that come to me. They're like, Dr. Daryl, um, you know, they follow me on Instagram. They're like, I'm doing your strength eating diet. I'm taking like the core five supplements that you talk about. Um, I'm exercising. Heck, I'm even meditating. Why do I still feel like crap? Right? Um, well, there's the reason why. You know, I always like to look at this plant analogy. If you guys start to see this plant that starts to wilt, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Water and put sunlight on it. Yeah. Why not drugs or surgery? Right? This is like where most doctors go first. Again, that's crisis care. The plant doesn't need drugs or surgery unless the plant's going to die. So we cleared that part out first. So let's give the plant what it needs to be strong. How am I going to strengthen that plant? Give it sunlight, as you say. Give it water. Maybe it needs some nutrients in the soil. All those three things are going to make that, that plant strong because that's what it needs to thrive and survive. But here's a problem. The plant's still wilting after we gave it those three things. It's still dying. Well, maybe because we missed the gas station next door leaking in toxins to the root system of that plant, which was making that plant toxic. And what's the root system of the body? It's the gut. So what we have to understand is that the cause of all dis-ease with a hyphen, which is lack of balance, lack of harmony in the body, which stems from the gut, which turns to disease if left unchecked, is two things and two things only. It's deficiency and toxicity. Most people in their lives are affecting or, or implementing the deficiency, like they're eating better foods, especially now in the new year. They're taking supplements, but what they're not doing is addressing the toxic components in their body. And I'm telling you guys, toxicity and handling that detoxification is more important to your health than the actual nutrients you put into the body. You have to weed out the gut first. It's, I never forget in New York City before we moved, my son must have been three at the time and he loved like demolition. And we went by like one of those like buildings that they just like took down and there was rubble everywhere. And I'm like, you can't put a building up until you take that rubble out. Like you can't build a beautiful garden in your gut, which we all need to do unless you weed out some of those things that are making us toxic. And that's why we have to address the stealth pathogens, which everybody has living in their gut that are building up and they're taking us out and they're causing downstream issues in our body like hypothyroidism, brain fog, anxiety, depression, reproductive issues because we don't know they're there. Just like a stealth fighter. It's up there. We have no idea it's there. It's going to take you out and kill you. But once you know it's there and identify it, then and only then can you put together an action, a protocol to eradicate what's causing the problem. So what are some things our audience can do at home to get rid of toxicity and detox? Um, 
I mean, I like to keep it simple. Yeah, keep right? it simple. Solution to pollution is dilution. Let's start with water. Okay. I mean, I know it's like overly simple, but the 90% of people aren't drinking enough water. Again, okay. like that's the first thing you guys said with the plant. But like, let's not make that water what I call neutral. Let's make that water acid kicking. So let's put some good stuff. You could put some Himalayan salt in the water, which are trace minerals, which will help neutralize the acidity in the body. You can put real salt, which I love. You can put the greens. You can put the minerals. You can put molecular hydrogen into there. So there's things that you could do to jazz up the water. Okay. All right. Number two, oxygenation, right? These pathogens love a non-oxygenated environment. Cancer is a pathogen. Look, the average person builds 10,000 cancer cells in their body every day, but it's the job of our immune system to keep it in check. But why does cancer build up, right? Obviously it's from crap foods, completely refined and processed, but ultimately there was a study from the University of Texas. I wrote this um, in my first book. And what they showed was that um, cancer happens when the actual cells in our body become deficient of oxygen. 95% of the oxygen can't get into that cell. So now because the cell's not getting oxygen, it needs some other form of energy. What does it turn to? Sugar, right? Sugar is an easy energy. It's a dirty energy. It's a bad energy, but it starts to ferment sugar, which is an anaerobic process, which happens without oxygen. The byproduct of that is lactic acid. So this is what promotes the proliferation of these cancer cells. So we have to oxygenate our body. Most of us are in this like sympathetic fight or flight state. So doing something as simple as a four, eight extended breath. And this is how it goes. It's very simple. You breathe in for four seconds through the nose. That sympathetic nerve system, which is fight or flight. You breathe out for eight seconds out the mouth, which is parasympathetic, rest, digest, and repair. And you're going to do that 20 times. And at the end of that 20 repetition, it takes less than three minutes, your body's going to be in a more natural, grounded state. And it's amazing. This is another thing I love is meditation. You know, literally waking up in the morning because we live in such a, a rat race of a lifestyle and we're going a million miles per hour right now. We are all in this like sympathetic state. And one of the biggest toxins to our body in our life is stress. It's like when you're stressed, your body doesn't care about going inwards and focusing on growth and repair and healing your gut and your body. It just is focusing outside like that. You know, it's like when I moved to Naples, Florida, three months after that, we got a hurricane. So if a hurricane comes, you're not going to remodel your kitchen, right? You're going to board up the windows. You're going to fight that hurricane or you're going to run from that hurricane. And because repetition is the language of the brain, the third F is called freeze, like a fawn, like a deer in headlights. You're going to freeze, fight, flight, or freeze. And when that happens, then the body becomes so toxic because it doesn't care about digesting your food. If a T-Rex is breathing down your throat, it doesn't care about your immune system. All it wants to do is get you out of danger. But the problem is, is that it's not like our, our caveman where like it was a dinosaur, they got out of danger, they climbed up a tree and now they're okay. Now they can go back to their natural relaxed life. We are living in a state of constant, chronic, physical, chemical, emotional stress, EMFs, and it's taking us out and it's knocking down our body. That's why we're really so sick. So we have to become better at managing stress. And for most of us, stress is managing us. I'm obsessed with all those things. Oxygenation, uh, meditation. Yes. And the first one, was water. Water. But jazz it up. Jazz it up. Okay. Make it acid kicking. There's something that went viral on my Instagram that I haven't even talked to you about. It got thousands and thousands of shares a while ago. I would say probably a year ago. I posted that I was on an antibiotic and I called you and you said, I'm going to give you a protocol yeah. to offset the antibiotic. So I took the antibiotic and then you sent me this protocol and I shared it on my Instagram stories of what I was doing to, I want to say, offset the antibiotic. If someone has to be on an antibiotic or they've been on an antibiotic, what exactly specifically is the Dr. Daryl protocol yeah. to healing your gut 
so you can fight that antibiotic. Okay, it's awesome. Um, it's called the Leaky Gut Protocol. And Michael, I'm going to say why after I tell the protocol, why you need to do this as well, even though you didn't take the antibiotic. Okay. Crazy study on antibiotics was going to blow your mind. Well, I've um, taken antibiotics in my life before for surgeries, or I think. Or he like was whiz- given a Z-Pack like a... No, not really Like those. an M&M. But I think like, you know, like I, I've had to get like wisdom teeth. I've been on antibiotics in my life. Not frequently. Right, right. I, I mean, I you haven't been on one in a while, but when Lauren took that, right. And we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story first and we'll do the protocol after now they did a study and they basically did, they did a microbiome test, stool sample tests on this whole group of people in a hospital before they went on an antibiotic. They took the antibiotic, they went home and then they followed them for a period of six months. What the study found was once they took the antibiotic, during the antibiotic, they, they rechecked the gut and they found perturbations in the gut wall. So they found leaky gut, which we all know is one of the worst things cause of all disease because now becomes this free passageway of things like undigested protein, inflammatory fats, yeast, fungus, mold, viral pathogens, stealth pathogens to go into the blood. Now they become systemic. They attack the body. So that's what leaky gut is. And the whole goal is to basically close that leaky gut so that that, that, that infiltration can't happen. So they followed these people around and what they found was that they had perturbations in the gut when they took the antibiotic and the perturbations or the leaky gut lasted up to six months when they actually stopped the study. So the leaky gut was there the entire time. We knew that, right? We know that, le- that antibiotics, call- antibiotics cause leaky gut. What we didn't know was that the person living in the same household, same environment, had the same exact changes in their gut wall. Oh, you're fucked. You're over here giving me leaky gut, Lauren. Well, well think fucked. about this. You we, give me stuff all the time. We so. are all made of bacteria. And when you take an antibiotic, when you oh. take an antibiotic, your body starts to shed. So all day long in our, our house environment, which is actually more toxic than the external environment, we are shedding bacteria as much as we're taking in. Oh, but when we take an antibiotic, you're shedding dysfunctional bacteria. And the problem is, is that when you're in the bathroom, this is why you want to close the lid, right? Right after you go and you flush that toilet, literally it becomes aerolized. So you're getting like thousands and thousands and thousands of these poop particles. You're putting are- poop particles in me? You're getting me fucking leaky <laughs> What about if you have sex then too? Well, I don't think that's as bad. The particles are like all over you. But but here's here, here, my shit. mouth. But but here's what's here's what's crazy. It gets up into the vents. It gets to the toothbrush. So make sure your toothbrush is covered. I you share never, your toothbrush. You never I want, share his You never want scraper. to eat in the bathroom. Um. So what's the message of this? We all share each other's poop. So you oh, better love the, you better love the I people that the you're living with. The message was that we were gonna get two separate houses and just live separately. <laughs> well, you could do that too. So m- my message with that is that. We both got to do the leaky You know gut what? Protocol. I love Wait, you Wait, does that mean no. our kids have to too? Yes, but you know what? They're not going to be as damaged as us because they're younger, they're stronger, but we can do this with them if they're, your kids are a little bit younger. I mean, under four, I wouldn't bother doing it, but what I would put them on is a form of like L-glutamine, which is great for a leaky, a leaky gut. I take L-glutamine every day. Yeah, so there's a great kids day. product I use for the kids. It's called Glutagenics. So it's like a, it's like a more children friendly version of that. But like after four years old, then um, I'll, I'll put them on a leaky gut protocol. So here's the protocol. Going back to our good friend, Sovereign Silver, right? So you're going to take one tablespoon of the Sovereign Silver, which is the ingredient, bioactive silver hydrosol. Morning or night, doesn't matter. Three times a day, oh, right? Okay. Wow. And on an empty stomach. And it's, it's really easy to do. One tablespoon of the Sovereign Silver, combine that with one tablespoon of liquid aloe vera. The ones I go to would be like a George's aloe or a lily of the valley. George's aloe is my favorite. They both taste like water. They're really, they're really not bad at all. So one tablespoon of each, you combine them together. You drink that on an empty stomach. What's an empty stomach? You need at least 30 minutes clearance time before a meal, 90 minutes clearance time after a meal with no food, right? Okay. You do that three times a day for two weeks. 
So what happens is the aloe comes in, it's protecting the silver past the harsh terrain in the stomach, which is the stomach acid. We talked about why that's so important. And once it goes into the gut, now what the aloe does is it helps to heal and seal the leaky gut, but it also releases this, the silver, which now we know is antiviral, antibacterial, antifungal. We talked about that. It's going to kill the pathogens in there that are now taking over from what happened from the antibiotic. Because again, the antibiotic was a napalm bomb. Now you get things like candida and other fungal infections that start to basically overtake because these pathogens, they're really smart. They're like, they're sitting there under the radar and they're like waiting. They're like, they're, they're sensing and they're looking at your stress hormones like cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and they're fine. But the second they see that these stress hormones go over the top, they're like, all right, guys, this is our turn. Let's go. And they basically turn on their virulence nature of their genes and they start to attack. So ultimately, when the, balance, when the gut is balanced, like they're not strong enough to handle the strength of our immune systems. But when we have stress or we're eating stress, eating foods, for whatever reason, we have to take an antibiotic, Lauren. Sometimes we do, right? You had to take it. But now we have this leaky gut protocol that you do immediately after to basically heal that gut in two weeks when normally that gut is done for at least two years. So can, if someone has kids... When is this appropriate to do if the kid is on an antibiotic? Because that was the question I got asked a lot is, can you do this with your kids? Yeah, you definitely could do it with the kids, but just lower dose. So it all depends on the age and the dosing. So like I would, instead of doing like a tablespoon, if, if a kid was like five or six, like when Aaliyah, six years old, I would do half of a teaspoon instead. This is what I was asking you about talents because he was so young that I was like, okay, we're going to do a protocol, but it's going to be for a kid that young. Right be challenging maybe yeah or more was, challenging. and here's the thing like he would need much less because he has much less insult to his gut microbiome sure. and just being exposed to that for one day for the first time so that's when we would bring in something like molecular hydrogen which is amazing because what i love about hydrogen water which i'm a huge fan of it's the like everyone's like when you take an antibiotic what do they say take a probiotic like, yes you should take a probiotic right pro means for life antibiotic means against life you need the probiotics but what I love about the hydrogen water is it's the only therapeutic agent that can actually build up the anaerobic microflora in your gut faster than the antibiotic can take it down. So this is why I love hydrogen you know water. What my, and you guys had them with you in Italy. You well, traveled with yeah, them. Well, you know what I was going to tell you? Like, you know, if you would have talked to me eight years ago, like, who knows? Probably just wake up, slam a coffee, run out the door. But now my, my water regimen in the morning is really crazy. Wake up. First thing I do is the molecular hydrogen. That's the like first thing I have. Then I have a big water with greens and L-glutamine, and sometimes I take a little creatine if I'm working out, um, and minerals. And then, like, then that's you like, annoy me by pounding around the kitchen but, and being too loud and turning the lights on. Go on. <laughs> but anyways, the point is, is like a, a lot of people like they're hearing this. Like, oh, there's a lot to implement. This water routine for me is just what I do each day now, and it's normal, and it takes me no more than like five to seven minutes. And I start the day completely mineralized, greens the hydrogen, super, you know, hydrated, obviously. Right on. And like, I feel way better. And then I don't have a coffee until like maybe 90 minutes into my day. Do you know that and with one coffee, you have to do, do five cups of water, I read? 20 cups of water, unless it's acid kicking. So that's I why- I put my acid kicking yeah, in. You got you to kick your but coffee's I, acid. Just like you I kick- put my little, my little pack of acid kicking. It's a tiny little, I talk about this on my Instagram story yeah. all the time. It's a little black pack yep. of get off my Amazing. acids. I put it in my coffee. I do raw milk. I love, love milk. People hate me on the internet for saying it. Raw milk for life. They don't understand it. They don't, are you using, are using it, raw? Please. Are you using raw goats, sheep, cows? Raw cow milk. Okay, from the farmers um, market. Listen, the the major problem with milk and why people become so reactive to it is not so much the milk itself, though there are better forms of milk like goats' milk, sheep's milk, camel's milk, more closely rep 
mimics Dr. human Real, breast milk. You want me to milk a camel? <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I could add that you know to my what? list. When we were in New York I mean, City, we actually found raw camel's milk. Now, <laughs> Chelsea breastfed, thank, thankfully she was able to do that. And there are some exceptions to the rule where you can't, and that's why these things can come you know, in handy. So it was crazy, guys. I would literally have to go to like the sidewalk in New York City, like at like six in the morning on a Saturday. It was like a total like uh, black market it's thing. It's a drug deal. You know totally what? was a drug deal. Dr. Daryl needs to go wait, off on, on raw milk. Hold on, guys, real quick. We had them all for a while. We had the audience. They were with us. Then we got into camel's milk and I feel like these then we guys, lost them. we lost them. Everyone's <laughs> like, what them. the fuck are right. these guys talking I didn't about? say camel's milk. Okay, Cancel okay. that one. Tell us all, no, that'll milk. be the headline. Dr. Tell Darryl. us all about raw milk. But it's, it's simple because the problem with the milk is what they do to the milk. Yep. They pasteurize it and they homogenize it and they kill anything that was beneficial in that milk. And that's the problem. You know, when you, uh, when you pasteurize it, you're killing off the enzymes. So there are people that have issues with lactose, right? But the problem is, is that the whole process of pasteurization, homogenization is killing the enzyme lactase that helps them actually break down the lactose sugar in the first place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will go on the raw milk and they'll find that they're actually okay with it. So raw milk does have some beneficial components to it. You know, it's not something that I do. I love grass-fed butter. That's something that we do use. We use unsweetened almond milk. So that's the, the kind that we use. But again, people that choose to do the raw version of this, it's actually quite healthy for the body. It is. I found out I was sensitive to almonds and then I found out what they spray almonds with, which is like disgusting. They spray almonds with like so many pesticides. And so I yeah. was like, I'm going to try, try raw milk. Yeah. And you got to you got to get almonds from a roadside stand. You know, you got to be very I mean, there's places you can order them. Not like, you know, I'm not there's no roadside stand in Florida, but like there's places in California. But Michael, back to what you were saying before is like people think you're crazy. Like that's too hard to do. No, it's only too hard to do if you tell yourself it's too hard to do. Agreed. What's the alternative? Like waiting for me to break down and get sick with some kind of crazy chronic degenerative disease that the research shows most people are going to get. Here's it's how not I think worth it. of everything now. Everything is hard to do. Every, I mean, like literally everything is hard to do these days. But you're... The thing is, is you need to do the hard things so that later they're not harder. And like, right I'll on. give you a perfect example. If you decide not to take care of your body and you don't go to the gym and you don't work out and you don't eat right and you do all these things because they're quote unquote hard, as you age later in life and your body becomes decrepit or dysfunctional and you become unhealthy and sick or have to fight some life-threatening illness, that is much harder harder and yeah. is going to be much harder and potentially is going to kill you. That's right. So the trade-off is like, and humans are not good at this. We, we're not good at delayed gratification. So people will say, I don't, I don't have time or it's hard to do the workout or hard to eat right, but they're not factoring in that they are going to get to a point in their life if they don't do these things. And that is going to be much harder and potentially not fixable. Right. There's so a, there's a I saying, think about it that way. There's a saying that the healthy person has a thousand dreams. The sick person has one dream. Yeah. They live. Right. To live and to get healthy. And listen, there was a point where I was at such a, a, a bottomless pit with the mold toxicity where I didn't think I was going to actually grow up to see my children become, you know, adults and go through this thing like that's. And when that happens, man, you just hit a, a new point in your life where you just surrender to God and you just you're willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm a healthy guy. Right. Yeah. But you're willing to do whatever it takes. So if you, if you look at my bag in the hotel, like you should see what I bring. Like you should see the amount of supplements and biohacking equipment. Like, you know, it's like I have a two week bag. So one half is the clothes. The other half is like all supplements. I got my brain tap. I got my heart math, my, my biohacking stuff. And like, this is what I travel with because when I travel, I need to keep it going. So for me, it's about biological age versus chronological age. It's like, I'm 48. I just yep. tested my bio biological age five days ago. I was 35, you know? And what that means is that 
the lifestyle choices that I'm choosing now, it always wasn't this way. All right. There was times that the biological age was actually, I was, I was aging faster than my true age or the clock says it's supposed to. But like, this is why we have to do what we, what we're talking about, because what's the alternative? No, the alternative is so a few years ago, like three or four years ago, when we first moved here, I was having all of this crazy back pain to the point where like, I couldn't walk some days. It was like debilitating. And I was like, at, at the time, I was like 33, 34, 34. But I thought to myself, like, it is not normal for a 34-year-old man to have debilitating back pain where he can't walk and has to sit down and spasming out. And the reason was, is that I wasn't taking care of my muscles and my hamstrings. I wasn't in the gym. And like, listen, this happened. My version of the pain manifested in my back because of probably my sitting patterns and all sorts of stuff. But I, all I could think about during that time is, man, I wish I like focused on taking care of this muscle strength in the gym because I would have done anything to get. And so anyways, the next three years, all I've done, I've had zero back problems. Right. And so whenever I talk to people, I'm just going to using this example. If you are a young person that is supposed to be healthy and you're having these chronic issues or back issues or gut stability issues. issues, gut issues, that is not normal. not normal. There's things you're supposed to be doing to combat those things. And it's a, what your body is telling you is like, Hey, you need to do these things to get healthy and fix yourself. Because if I would have just carried on and carried on, like who knows what, what happens to me later? Like right. you gotta, maybe you lose walking function. Maybe you right. can't, maybe you're in chronic pain all the time. And so you're, the point is like, it's hard to get in the gym and fix it, but now I have zero issues and I fix it having to put in yeah. extra time, but I didn't want to suffer later. Change is easy. Thinking about change is hard. You know, if someone wakes up with like a toothache, you know, that's their, that's their model. It's like, don't wait for the toothache to start brushing, flossing, which is self-care. Go to the hygienist, which is healthcare. Someone does something for you. Um, the more of those things you do, then you, dr then you don't have to get to that point where your teeth are going to actually fall out or rot away. Yeah. Your body gives you the signals to tell you something is not normal. Yeah. Again, deficiency and toxicity. It's like those two things and we have to be proactive about it. And unfortunately, most people wait until the sledgehammer hits them to start actually making a radical change in their health. And I get that when you're younger, when I was 20, like I didn't care about health. Like, you know, I should have because my life would have been different. I was massively addicted to sugar. I should have known better, but it took some pain for me to kind of yeah, get to that point. The other argument I think sometimes in the pushback we get on this show is like all these things we're talking about are expensive. But the, and, and listen, maybe you are like really stretched your finances and some of the stuff. So maybe pick one. Like if I, I don't know, if, like the molecular hydrogen, if you could get a month's supply of that, try it. Minerals. Minerals. What are the first two things we said? We talked Salt. about drinking water and breathing. They're free. Yeah, they're free. But like, if we just did those two little things, I'm telling you, you would have a drastic change in terms of how you feel. But what people, you know, the, at least the friends in my life that I've talked to that say things are too expensive, yeah. I say, let me see your bar bill for the weekend. There you go. Let me see what you're dining out on. Let me see what you're spending when you go out with your friends. Let me, listen, drinks these days are what, 25 bucks, depending on like taxes and, and, and tip and all that, 20 bucks, everything you tip, everything yeah. these days. But my point is, is like, instead of taking that 20 bucks for the drink at the bar, you know, maybe have one less and invest 100%. in a digestive or invest in a probiotic or invest in the minerals. Like, like what's going to be the most important impact if I had to pick one thing that you can do to basically help your health and then you pick that one thing. It doesn't have to be it? everything. What is it? One thing if they had to spend money on? If they had to spend money on one thing, it depends on really, really what their situation is. Got it. You know, so it, 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 it could be a specific test. It could be a specific supplement. It's different um, for everyone. I would say like the biggest deficiency magnesium okay. and omega-3 fatty acids, right? But I think that's a very important point. And the other thing is like, yeah, there are challenging times right now. We have to think about better ways because a lot of people, it is hard to, to basically get by. So like go to local farmer's markets. Like it's a much more cost-effective way to get healthy foods and learn about some amazing things. So there are ways to do this without it really hitting the wallet. Yeah, I just think that we rationalize spending on some things that we know are not good. Yeah. But we're like, oh, that's just normal. It's just what it costs. So you do it. 
And then when it comes to this kind of stuff taking care, I mean, I think once you start really getting into the wellness world and the, the path, like it's, then you're kind of like in it. Like I can imagine living another way now, yeah. but when you're starting out and you're a little bit resistant, it's hard to justify, oh, I'm going to make that investment of time. I'm going to make that investment of effort. I'm going to make that financial investment into yeah. eating better, living better. They haven't better. hit a pain point, but you'll hit a pain point if you get heart disease, a stroke, an aneurysm, cancer, Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's is going to bankrupt this country, by the way. So when you get a chronic degenerative disease like that, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, then you'll realize really how expensive it becomes. And for the young people listening, I just want everyone to know, I thought nothing could ever go wrong with me until I pa- passed oh, yeah. 30. Yes. Under exactly. 30, you're like living on- you Invincible. Can eat. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I mean, if I smell alcohol now, I'm hungover for a month. Like it's like, it's just, <laughs> things just change. I hate to tell you, we have young siblings and I'm like, guys, just, you know, once you get past 30, you're going to see your body's not going to do the yep. same thing it did at 22. Did you know water is good for you, but it's actually not so great for your hair? The calcium in our shower water is amplifying the damage that we all have in our hair from coloring and other salon services. And when I decided to change my hair from blonde to brunette, I obviously picked everyone's favorite, Kerastase. Kerastase is absolutely amazing. So it's this luxury professional hair care line. You all probably recognize it from the nicest, most luxurious salons. And Kerastase has finally come out with the solution for damaged hair, the new Premier Repairing Pre-Shampoo Treatment. Basically, what this did for my hair is it took my hair from like a brittle blonde to a more thicker, more luscious, more shinier brunette. And I noticed it immediately. It's one of those products that you literally will put on your hair, take a shower, get out, blow dry your hair, and notice it right away. So the collection features six different products and an insulin treatment. They all really hit the basis to remove the calcium buildup accumulating in our hair while also repairing it. So we're multitasking over here. If you've tried everything to repair your damaged hair, trust me and try Premier. You can visit kerastase-usa.com and use code SKINNY15. You get 15% off your purchase. Standard exclusions apply. Offer valid through 5-31-2024. That's SKINNY15 for 15% off your purchase at www.kerastase-usa.com. Everybody's been running around saying new year, new me, but not enough people are running around saying new year, new dog, which is why we love the farmer's dog. This is going to get your dog to be the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. We put so much thought into what we're putting in our bodies, what we're doing for ourselves. And we don't put nearly enough thought into how we're taking care of our furry friends, our dogs, the people who give us the most love, rain or shine, no matter what we're doing, no matter how bad we're behaving, they're always there for us and we need to be there for them. So for those of you that are unfamiliar with the farmer's dog, the farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food right to your door. It's developed by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from real meat and veggies to the safety standards of human food. It's the best option for dogs of all life stages because it's not kibble. It's not canned goo. It's just real healthy food. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are highly processed, can use much lower quality ingredients. They claim to the farmer's dog isn't just fresh, higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specific to your dog. We have been giving the farmer's dog to our dogs, Boone and Slim, got to give them a shout out for a long time now. And they are absolutely thriving. They're happy. They're healthy. They got tons of energy and we just feel good knowing that we're giving them great food, human grade food, and not some nasty kibble from some store-bought bag. 
Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash skinny. Plus, you get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash skinny to get 50% off. That's thefarmersdog.com slash skinny. I have to ask you about your viral internal shower and and caveat it with uh, people are saying chia seeds are bad for you now. So go off on that and go off on the internal shower. And I heard from a little bird that there's an internal shower 2.0. Even bigger and better. I can't wait to tell you about that And Michael, don't get excited. It's not (laughs) what you think it is. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, listen, this, it went wild last year and I was actually excited because finally there's a trend on TikTok that's actually helping people. So many people healed their, their bloating, um, their constipation. I mean, 42 million Americans guys are suffering with constipation. It's crazy. Why? Because we're not getting enough fiber. Only 5% of us are getting the amount of fiber that we need in a day, which is 25 to 35 grams. I think that number should be up in the 50 gram number. But why the internal shower is so great. And by the way, where's the source coming from? It's like when someone says chia is not healthy, I'm like, okay, well, tell me where. They'll say, um, well, I heard that. Well, who'd you hear that from? You keep following the question and it comes to, I don't know, right? I can tell you where I heard it. You can tell me. Dr. Stephen Gundry. Okay. He's talking about lectins. Yep. Um, And I love Stephen Gundry. I had him on my sugar summit. I have so much respect for him. Um, But you just need to soak the chia seeds and that denatures the anti-nutrients in the chia chia seeds. And that's what part of the internal shower shot is. But look, chia seeds was an ancient superfood. I mean, you go back to like the Aztecs, they were putting this in water before they went into battle because they wanted stamina. They wanted to be able to win that war, that battle, and it gave them energy. I mean, these people could actually chase down deer like 100 miles, and they did. They used chia, all right? Why? Because it's got such a powerful dynamic to its components. It's 50% omega-3 fatty acids. So that's going to give you energy. That's going to downregulate inflammation in your brain, in your body, in your cardiovascular system. 20% protein. It's high in minerals like magnesium, potassium. It's high in fiber. I mean, all the macros that I would want, similar to like avocado, is in this superfood. Now, what we know is that when you put that in water, it has this hydrophilic nature. It's going to actually expand up to 27 times its size and weight. And now when you drink that on an empty stomach, combined with, of course, six ounces of water, lemon slice, and a little bit of Himalayan salt or real salt, because the minerals are really good for the gut too, that goes into all the nooks and crannies of your gut, which has a surface area of a tennis court. And basically what it's doing is it's helping you to gently cleanse and detoxify all the crap that's in there, right? The Michael's average Amer- going straight for the chia seeds does when we get really, home. I'm going to send him a works. picture. Does your gut really have a surface area of a tennis court? It does. And the average American has five to 15 pounds of impacted fecal matter in their gut. And they're oh. literally choking on their Ew. own exhaust. It's autotoxicity. They're choking on their own fumes. So we need to Be- do the internal shower to get rid of that. Yeah, you need to do the internal shower. And it, and by the way, it's you go on TikTok and you just like hashtag that. It's, cra- it's like 147 million. Like it's amazing. Everyone getting like amazing benefits. So- I recently came out with the internal shower 2.0. And here's the cool thing about it. Same like effects with, you know, helping you get rid of bloating, constipation, but it's just three ingredients and a blender. You don't even need to add a liquid. And it can also serve as a replacement meal because it's also a smoothie. It's a, it's a healing tonic. So you're going to get one peeled grapefruit, one peeled cucumber, half of a bunch of cilantro. Those are the three ingredients. Now, if there are any cilantro haters out there, you guys like cilantro, hate it. I, I like cilantro. It kills okay, cool. heavy metal. We in Southern California. You it helps like cilantro, with heavy metal. Yeah, you cannot like it. So yeah. if you hate it, you can swap that for mint. Okay. And what you're going to do is you peel them. I would chop the uh, grapefruit in fours, put the grapefruit in the blender first because it's high water. You want that at the bottom. And then you put the cucumbers, you'll peel it, chop it in four on top of the grapefruit and then your cilantro last. You blend that on high speed. You'll get this nice, thick, creamy, yummy shake. It smells like health. It is so awesome. And you drink that on an empty stomach. 
and it does the same effect, but it does so much more because the grapefruit has four grams of fiber. It's going to help build up your, um, your powerful intestinal microflora, the good guys. It's also high in minerals, so it's going to neutralize the acid and toxins in your gut. It's low in sugar. Cucumbers are great. Again, high water content fruit. It's a coolant to your stomach. And again, with all that hydration, it's going to soften up the stool so you can go to the bathroom better. That's how it helps constipation. Cilantro. It's a heavy metal chelator. It helps gas, indigestion, bloating, acid reflux. It's also a binder. So, so many people have heavy metals in their body, even like serious ones like, you know, cadmium and lead and arsenic. So it literally binds to that and eliminates it out of the body and also binds to other stealth pathogens in the gut. And if you swap it for mint, mint is great. It's a powerful antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory. So it's basically just lowering massive amounts of inflammation in your gut. And it feels so good. It's not going to be like, I'm running to the bathroom. It's not like that. It's a gentle detox. It's a gentle, a gentle cleanse. You could drink this daily. I make extra of it and I'll put the others in the airtight container because it can last in the fridge for up to 48 hours. But this one is amazing. I love it. And I do it nearly every day and I feel so awesome. It's, it's cu cucumbers a fruit, right? It it's is. A fruit. It is because it's seeds. seeds, seeds. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. What do you think about Ozempic? <laughs> I had to ask you that Jesus. on air. No, I, that's a plot twist. I, I think that uh, you deal with Look. a lot of very powerful housewives. Yes, I do. And I think a lot of people are on Ozempic and I want to know a doctor's take on it. I've been asking all the doctors. I think a lot of people are curious about it. Go off. Yeah, it's a type two diabetic drug. It's not meant for weight loss. It was cleared by the FDA for type two diabetes, not for weight loss. Now, it's very appealing to so many people. Why? Because it's convenient. All I could do is one shot in my ass once a week and here we go. I'm going to start to lose weight. But the problem is, is that you got to be on that for the rest of your life to sustain the weight loss. The challenge is, number one, it's extremely toxic. It causes uh, paralysis of the stomach. It delays the actual um, digesting of your food. Um, it causes loose stools, diarrhea. I've had clients come to me on that. Um, it's a very toxic drug. So now your body's got to deal with the toxic effects of that. But the biggest issue is that you're not addressing the reasons why the body needs to lose weight in the first place. You're not addressing lifestyle. You're not addressing diet. You're not addressing what deficiencies I have, the inflammation. You know, some friends that did this in Florida and, you know, they were on it for a couple of months and they're like all happy and they're smiling and it was great. You know, they're losing weight and then they had to come off of it because it's so toxic. And what happened? They gained the weight right back. It actually came back, not just the regular weight, but more weight. Why was that? Because now it was a mental game. It's like they felt defeated. I lost. They started beating themselves up and they just kind of went off the rails and the sugar and the carbs. If someone wants to do this, like I had a client that was on my program and she's kicking acid. She's doing really great. And she um, was a celebrity, had to go to Europe to do a big spot and she had to lose like five pounds. She's like, Dr. D, can I do this for one, one, one week? She knew why she was doing it. She was going to get off it right away. Like that wasn't a big deal. I still like wouldn't be my first course of action. I gave her my three-day detox, um, my three-day gut detox. She did that. She lost the weight. She didn't need the shot. So my whole approach is let's get to the root cause of why we gain weight in the first place. It's, it's insulin resistance. It's um, a stress eating diet, too much sugar, too many crappy carbs, inflammation. So we have to really get the right foods into the body. We have to detoxify, get the right supplements, move our body, start to, to get some exercise. And what happens is the body's going to lose the weight on its own and do it in a way that's healthy, sustainable. That's what it should be about. My perspective on this has some, I don't know if I've told Lauren this, is somewhat shifted a little bit in this topic. So what I would caveat that is say that if I could wave a magic wand and help somebody on their weight loss journey, the wand I would wave would be like, hey, let's figure out like healthy eating habits and let's get the body moving in the gym and let's get you in a mental state where mm -hmm. you know, you're in a you're in a health mindset where maybe you're you're not um, participating in behavior that you know to be detrimental to the body. 
but if I can't wave the magic wand, what I've seen and where I've, I'm not a, so again, I'm not a fan of going to it similar as you, but I've seen some of the people we know that have had success with it where they have had, and they know they've had poor lifestyle choices and they haven't been taking care of their bodies. And maybe they're carrying some kind of trauma that's creating some emotional eating and attack. And this is all stuff that's working against them. And by getting on this, it kind of helps them develop the healthy habits. Like, okay, now I can go in the gym because I'm seeing some results. Now I'm going to eat a little healthier because I see like what that's like. Oh, now my relationship with food is going to change because I realize like I don't need as much. They got motivation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. You know, if you, if you have that intention, I think that's totally fine. You know, and I, and I never choose for them if they'll, I'll basically tell them, you know, the, the reality of what choice they make, but if they want to do that because they want that kickstart to, because the big part of this game is emotional. You look at yesterday, January 17th, right? The research shows that 92%, 92% of people failed with their New Year's resolutions. Yeah. But then that's my, so then the second part of this is the handful of people that I've known that have done that and gotten that and stuck with those resolutions and changed their lifestyle and gotten to the better place after trying this is very small compared to the people that I've seen that are just now, this is my new way of life. I'm not eating properly. I'm still not in the gym. Like this is just like the the, the quick fix, quick habit. And those people I've seen either gain it all back or struggle or right. have real issues and have to go see people like yourself. So I don't know. I mean like- Well, I love that. I love that it's because health is really an emotional, mental thing. You know, so if that helps them get the motivation they need to go into that lifestyle and they know that that's what they're going to do, then I think that's okay. But you have to know that you just can't stay on that for an extended period of time. Yeah, I was hypercritical on this show in the beginning and like some people got upset about it because my gut reaction to if you're using any kind of foreign substance to try to, you know, do things that you should, that in my personal opinion, you know, you should be doing anyway. Like I'm typically like, hey, let's do the more natural approach. But, you know, now that I've seen some people have success, but I, I do think that, if you give human beings an easy out for anything that will give short-term success at the expense of long-term health or Absolutely. long-term success, we will always take, like the majority of the time, you will always take that path of least resistance. Right. And I don't think that you can set yourself up for long-term life success by taking the path of least resistance in any area. That's right. Any area. I agree. I want to hear about the foreign object that was found in your nose and how you're healing from that. Doesn't that sound lovely, right? That was wild, wild, wild. The body wasn't meant to have any foreign objects ever, especially when you don't know about them, all right? So we call them stealth. They're something that is affecting your body. That could be something like a mesh put in the body, a breast implant put in the body. And you know, a lot of people that are women that have breast implants, they don't start to feel sick until five years down the road. You know, It doesn't have to rupture for that breast implant to leak right? And the heavy metals is what leaks out of that. So there's things that can go in the body that are foreign to the body that the second they go in, the immune system is like, this is foreign. This is not biological to this body. We are going to attack it 24-7. And one of the biggest causes or one of the biggest symptoms that we see is fatigue, 44% of people. It's the first symptom that happens from a foreign object. So for the past year, um, you guys know me, like I, I'm crazy. I do everything. I, I, I you know, strengthening diet. I take the right supplements based on what my testing shows I need. I biohack. Um, I move my body with exercise. I'm doing as many of the good things that I can. Never perfect, but as much as possible. But the last year I was getting this like insane sinus infection on this left side. And no matter what I threw at it, I mean, I threw everything but the kitchen sink. No matter what I threw at it, I couldn't get this better. I even resorted, which I think is the last case resort to an antibiotic once because it was that bad. And that didn't even do the trick. So 
you know, I'm, I'm testing, I'm trying to figure out what it is. And I had a, a CT scan and I found a massive deviated septum of my nose, which happened from an injury when I was playing soccer back at Boston College in my 20s. And what we were thinking was, is that deviated septum was causing a blockage in the left side for anything that was in there to drain out of there. Right. And you have to understand that anything that's in the sinus, it's the same track that goes down to your gut. So most of this bacteria or fungus or mold, which I was exposed to in California, that's in the gut, it comes up into the sinus. 95% of all bacteria or pathogens in the sinus come from the gut. It's a gut issue. But if there's a physical blockage there, it can't come out. So I got in touch with this doctor in New York City, really awesome guy. I get on the phone with him. He's reading my CT scan and he's like, you have a fungal sinusitis. I'm like, how'd you know I had exposure to mold? I'm like, you knew nothing about my history. He's like, well, I can see it on your, on your CT scan. Just like you do your testing with your clients with the guts, like you can pick it up like that. He goes, I can see it. So we're going to come up to New York City. We're going to fix the septum and then we'll go in there and we have to clean anything out. But once that septum is straight and then the body should drain it and heal itself. So fast forward, August 17th of last year, 2023, I come out of surgery and lo and behold, I am like dazed and confused. I think they gave me too much anesthesia because it took me a while to come out of the anesthesia. And the first thing the doctor says is, we found a foreign object in your sinus on the left side. I'm like, what? I, I thought I was in this like hallucinogenic dream. It didn't seem real. I'm like, what are you talking about? Then he shows me the picture that I showed you guys, a three centimeter foreign object. And foreign means something exterior that was put into the body unknowingly. So some ENT was going up there, you know, I've seen a few of them over the years and with their scopes and somehow a little piece got left behind. And you would think, well, you can't feel that. You could feel that in the sinus if you palpate. And I, I can palpate. I'm also a chiropractor. I can feel these things, but the sinus runs pretty deep. So it was about an inch and a half in. And when he went in there, it's the first thing they saw. They pulled that out. They stopped the surgery. They all start taking pictures. <sighs> and thank God, my gut, you know, the divine message I got was to go see this guy in New York, not do it in Florida, because most of these doctors would not have gone in after they fixed the septum into the sinus to clean it out. They just would have fixed the septum and that's it. You're done. What he told me was if we didn't clean, pull out that foreign object, not only would that have made you go blind, it would have caused brain damage. In fact, it was causing atrophy of the brain and it would have eventually killed you massively prematurely. So the lesson I got from that is number one, listen to your gut, listen to the Holy Spirit, whatever you call. It. And when something tells you, like something was telling me that there was something deeper in there, I couldn't know what it was because you couldn't see on the test. Tests don't guess, we tested, but surround yourself around like a very, very good team of people that will lead you to the right thing. And I think that that was just a divine connection. I was pulled to that doctor. He took it out, cleaned out the uh, inflammation and mold and bacteria that was in there. And here I am doing much, much better. But oh, the brain fog that God. that was causing was literally brain debilitation. Michael looks like he's about to faint. But it just shows that like stealth pathogens in foreign objects, they happen. And it's not just a foreign object that we put into the body. It's also being exposed to a stealth pathogen from the foods that we eat, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink. And these things get into the gut and you don't know it's there. That's why like, I'm such an advocate. We all have to test our gut. This is the core of what I do. Why aren't all these doctors out here talking about it? When you know COVID happened, 80% of your immune system lives in the gut. Wouldn't it make common sense to start to look at the gut? Hippocrates said it's where all disease begins, but we're not. So my vision, my goal at some point is that this is going to be like a mainstream thing. We test our cholesterol. We test our blood pressure. We're testing our gut. And I think that anybody, this is a just. And Lord, I thought of you with what you went through. This, oh. this is your third time on the show. I highly suggest for anyone that is not familiar with your 
episodes, if they haven't listened to episodes we've been on before, you should go back and listen to those episodes. They're still relevant, still evergreen. We, we dive deep into gut health and gut issues. If you're just jumping into this one, we're like, man, these guys are really diving into gut. We we break down a lot of these yeah. earlier conversations on your first and We talked about you with your gut test that we yeah. took you through. It was awesome. Yeah, his shit test where he's shitting about. <laughs> okay, before you go, tell us about this new product that you're launching. This is insane. They're alcohol, alcohol alkaline drops. So you put five drops into whatever you're drinking, each drink. And it takes the acidity out of the alcohol, correct? Neutralizes all the acid oh before it even hits your hits your lips because that's the problem. It's like, you know, calming down at the end of the day with a glass of wine or two or a bottle, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like okay, you're going to do that. So my first approach is like, let's, let's take a moderation approach. Let's try to make the alcohol the best version of itself. So if you're going to drink, like stay away from beer, which is a fermented grain. It's the worst drink you can have. Wine is middle of the road, but wine is still 10,000 times more acidic than water. It's got a pH of 3.1. Um, and it's also high in yeast. So that wouldn't be optimal. The best alcohols would be like a grain-free vodka, like a Chopin or a Ciroc, a tequila or a gin. And it's better because of the pH. But the bottom line is, guys, all alcohol is acidic. All alcohol is acidic. Acid equals inflammation, right? And inflammation at the end of the day from the acid in the alcohol is what's draining you of the minerals that you need to perform every day mentally and physically. It's what's causing irritation to your gut indigestion, bloating, that feeling like when you wake up the next day after drinking, the nausea. I'm not talking about having like 15 drinks, even like two or three, like we're not in our twenties anymore, right? Yep. Causes headaches and hangovers. So I came out, I'm thinking like the two times of days when we're most acidic is when we wake up, we have our coffee. That's when we came up with acid kicking coffee. The end of the day, when we wind down and have a drink, I'm like, okay, we have to kick our alcohol's acid. So it took me two years to create this. And what I love about it is it doesn't change the taste of your alcohol, right? It doesn't change the color. It doesn't change your buzz, most important. So it's five drops in every drink. It's going to neutralize all the acid that is basically making you feel like crap the next morning. It's going to protect your gut. And so when you wake up, well, you're, what are the things you'll notice? Maybe less of a hangover, you'll just feel better. Less, less hangover because again, like the alcohol, the acidity is so high, it's, it's depleting you, it's dehydrating you. So this is a proprietary blend of ionic minerals. It's protecting your gut. It's lowering the inflammation that's attacking the liver and the brain. So it's basically preventing the hangover symptoms that you're having. Get off your acid dot com code skinny. And can we do a giveaway? Absolutely. All right. Let's give away a bunch of my favorite products. You know, you know what to do. And I'll, the acid kicking alcohol, the new, the new one. The Definitely acid, that. You have to include the acid kicking coffee too. Yeah. And we have a new magnesium, which of course I left in the hotel room. That is incredible. It's got the three most bioavailable forms of magnesium that hits the gut or targets the gut, the heart and the brain. So we'll add that in too. Okay. We'll do like a little basket to one winner. All you have to do is follow at Dr. Daryl Joffrey on Instagram and tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest post at Lauren Bostick. Thank you, guys. You are the best, man. Thank you for everything. And also not just coming on the show, but personally as well. I'm, you know. Oh, I love you love guys. You you're you're you amazing. Just what you do. I'll never forget BJ Palmer. He developed chiropractic and he says, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. What you guys have done to change people's lives is just absolutely incredible. I'm, I'm humbled by you guys. I'm inspired by you guys. You're just so you, amazing. Man. You give so much of yourselves and your time and you, you're vulnerable. You throw it out there to help other people. And it's just such a, tear I'm, up I'm, over here. I'm an honor to know. I'm honored just to be a friend and to come on the show the third time. It's just amazing. So thank you for the support. Um, you're helping me on my mission, the vow I made to my dad when I was holding his hand the day that he died. And I said, dad, I'm going to do everything in my power to prevent as many people from suffering the way that he did. And he died right there holding my hand. And that day, that became my mission in life, my vow to help as many people not go through this, this 
issues that start in the gut that turn to cancer. And you guys have just been such a huge part of helping me with that. So I'm so grateful. Well, thank you, man. Thank you, Dr. Jail. I'll never stop annoying you. I'm already going <laughs> to text you for all the links. We'll leave the links in the show notes. Thank you so much. Please come on for part four. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. Buddy. 